What's up, everybody? In this episode, I'm going to be speaking with Paulina Carries, who is a Steel Mace coach in Chicago. And we had a great discussion that we talked all about training. And we actually talked about Viking Ninja versus Steel Mace Flow. She does both. She's certified in both. I am not. So I had a lot of questions about it. And we also talked about... Um, kind of like the the issue between Viking Ninja people and Steel Maze Flow people, how they don't like mix I and mean, you know they don't talk to each other and block each other and stuff like that. And it was fun, and it was you know with no ill intent whatsoever. Um, one of the things I liked about Paulina was that she was just such a relaxed, easygoing person. She made the podcast flow so well it went so quick you know we probably could have talked for another hour so we're definitely going to just jump over to that and and get into the podcast but before we get over there just want to let everybody know we have two sponsors here and if you support steel mace nation's sponsors you are also supporting the podcast and the sponsors are freedomstrength.us weight vests and sandbags Go get a weight vest, go get a sandbag, couple it up with your steel mace training, and you will see results. Also, addxclub.com, adjustable mace made right here in the United States of America. These steel mace are state-of-the-art technology. We're talking about an instrument that was made thousands of years ago, a rock on the end of a stick, and now you got Addex, which is the same concept, except it's all hardcore steel with these five-pound, two-and-a-half-pound, one-and-a-quarter-pound steel uh, weights, incremental adjustment so you could teach yourself to swing heavier and heavier. They also make clubs. They also have an in-betweener, not quite club, not quite mace. It's right in the middle. It's called the ARC. Go to addictsclub.com. Check it out. You will be impressed. All right, everybody, let's get to the podcast. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Today, my guest is Paulina Carries from Chicago, who is the uh, the Warrior of Steel on Instagram, and she is a steel mace coach, and um, you're also a set-for-set athlete, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I know. I've seen – I've watched a lot of your videos um, on YouTube that you've done for set-for-set – And um, I always thought that you had really good skill level and everything. And I'm glad that you're on so we could talk about the steel mace and and how you train people and everything like that. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me, Fred. This is honestly a long time coming. And I'm so happy that you reached out like, hey, finally, let's make it happen. Let's sit down and have a conversation. Yeah, I I do think that um, our conversation was one that kept slipping through the cracks for a long time. It happens, you know, it's just crazy. Uh, But you must remain vigilant and you must never give up. So um, how long have you been a steel mace coach for So I've been a coach for three years, and I jumped into coaching fairly soon um, after being introduced. So I 
went to the Viking Ninja certification for level one. It was three years ago, MSP hosted the certification. And really how I got introduced to it was just seeing people swing mace via Instagram. And one of my uh, fellow friends and gym owners, the a gym that I was working at at the time, he was like, let's go to the certification. I have a feeling you're really going to love this tool. Let's all get certified together. And then we can start teaching steel maze classes at the local gym that I was working at. So yeah, that first certification, Viking Ninja, it was my first, one of my first times having a mace in hands. At that time, I didn't even own one. So I showed up to the certification, just very open-minded, willing to work hard. And it completely wrecked me in a beautiful way. So my whole entire body was sore for the two days of the certification. And then also mentally, it was really tough for me to get through the testing portion of Viking Ninja. It was, it was a lot of repetitions, a lot of breathing. And of course, it was timed. Um, so I don't really do well with time caps. Um, so it definitely got me a little bit anxious. Uh, I had that question of, holy cow, what if I don't pass? I've never done a 360 before and we have to do 360s. Um, all in all, great experience. It was so much fun. And that's what triggered my love for Steel Mace was that initial cert. And then very uh, fast did we start, you know, incorporating this into the programming at the gym. We introduced it to the members. Um, I worked at a CrossFit gym. So, of course, there was a little bit of a struggle introducing a steel mace to crossfitters okay of course it's you have to show the value of this tool right and if yeah. people never seen it before it can be i don't know it's only 10 pounds right right so now do, do, you, do you know um what the what the barriers were with with what they perceived do you have any idea of what they were did you talk to them yeah, so some of the barriers were, number one, CrossFit is highly functional, highly varied type uh, workouts and just a workout program. So a lot of the CrossFitters wanted to stick solely to the CrossFit programming and, and saw, you know, taking a steel mace class would deter them from progress within CrossFit. Um, so one of my approaches was educating about the tool, how this can actually improve um, shoulder mobility, sho shoulder functionality, full body coordination. And it's a great tool to start incorporating because there's a lot of rotational movements. And within CrossFit, for sure, there's rotation, but a good bulk is sagittal plane um, with the main lifts, especially. So that was that was one of the barriers. Another barrier was intensity. A lot of the CrossFitters didn't find the mace as intense. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes they would come up to me and say, you're, you're the one who teaches like the steel mace yoga class, right? It's like yoga and recovery. And I was, my response was no, it's not a recovery class. It's definitely like kick your butt type class, but also um, you're going to feel great. You know, essentially my goal is for everyone to feel accomplished at the end of class. And yeah, there was that message of, oh yeah, I see the steel mace and it looks kind of like recovery. So that was another barrier. And those two barriers really are the only two that are sticking out to me. Yeah. So those are going to, I'm going to agree with you. Uh, that's what I've encountered. Um, 
and it doesn't have to be CrossFitters. It could be just regular everyday weightlifters too. Right. They're always pounding the weight and they're always going for gains. And then it's like, well, how is that going to give me gains? And it's just, it's, I, I'm going to just say, I don't, I'm not trying to be mean, but it's such a narrow minded way of thinking, especially when all of a sudden you, you, you just said it like they were like, Oh, is that like a recovery thing? Now they're open-minded to recovery or something because they're getting beat up doing CrossFit. But then you're like, well, no, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing recovery either. Like they're, that's like a double shock for them. Like, well, what are we doing here? But um, so now, so you have these people's attention and they're like, okay, well, we'll try you out. Uh, what do we got to do, Paulina? How do you, how do you kick their ass? Yeah. So what CrossFitters love are the EMOMs, the AMRAPs and the short bouts of high intensity. So that's exactly how I programmed it. It was a lot of repetition of the basic movement patterns in Steel Mace. So I took the structure of Viking Ninja. It was a lot of uppercuts, battle lunges, 360s, uh, some lateral lunges, squats, and switches. And we just went through the movements. I gave them very, you know, basic movement patterns, a little bit of rotation. And they started to understand, yeah, this can really kick my ass. And since it's an offsetted tool, they also started to connect a little bit more with their body and their core. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. Yeah. I'm, you know, this is important stuff because as coaches, we got to figure out how to find new audience and we all know how awesome the mace is because we train with it all the time. We see how it crosses over to into everything we do in life. Uh, but everybody else is like, you know, they're on their path and they don't want to get off their path. And God bless them for that because we know, you know, it's the, the people who are consistent with what they do are the ones who are going to, you know, come out well in the end but sometimes you got to grab them and just psh, 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 like no this is something that will enhance your training yeah. so now let's say somebody is pretty stubborn about it they're like no 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 i got my system i, I train on these days i rest on these days how do you um how do you get them switched on to say training with a mace once a week and let them know it's okay and they could still do their other stuff and not have it be affected. Yeah. So my first approach would be asking what their current routine looks like. So let's say it's not a CrossFit or maybe it's someone who just works out at home or walks into, you know, your generic gym and is doing their own workout. I would give them two, one to two mace exercises that they can in incorporate in their current routine. So one of my favorite things is maybe like a floor exercise just as a core finisher. So it's not something like all of a sudden I'm throwing a full mace workout at them. It's just a few exercises that they can start incorporating. And so that it's just a slow ease into getting their hands on the mace right. and eventually start to incorporate more exercises, more movements that would make sense within the programming that they're doing. But if they're still stubborn, uh, they're not ready for it. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, your mindset has to be um, open, open to to new ideas. So, what are some of the things that you've seen with the people, the CrossFitters, uh, where they where they did train with you and they stuck it out for a little bit? Where was some of the places of improvement? Um, I know you said the core and everything. Mm -hmm. 
but like how how are you measuring it for instance and, and are you know also are they also reporting back to you anything like are they saying oh i i notice my lifts are better anything like that yeah so one of the main improvements was overhead capacity so the overhead capacity definitely improved for a lot of the athletes. They were able to reach up and overhead, just open up the chest and shoulders a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So in CrossFit, there's a lot of snatches. In general, there's a lot of overhead movement. Yeah. So after, you know, repping 360s and doing single arm presses or double arm presses with the mace, what's beautiful about the mace is you get to pull it apart. So we're creating tension with it. We're not just holding it. We're creating tension. We're really allowing the musculature to work. So when the athletes were getting used to uh, pressing and pulling this tool overhead, that allowed to, for their bodies just to recognize what's available to them in that overhead position. That was one of the, one of the main factors um, of feedback that I got. Uh, that's cool because um, I did uh, probably a year ago or, or more, I did a podcast with some local powerlifting guys. Mm -hmm. And they use um, they use predominantly swings, and they go a little heavier with it. But what they pointed out was that in the snatch, when you're overhead, you got to hold it right. And uh, one of the one of the leaks that a person could have in their form is in their rotational strength. And mm. they'll they'll snatch overhead, and then they'll you'll see the bar actually rotating right. And that's their rotational strength. So what they'll do is say, okay, you know, you're you're having a little leak there. Put the weight down. Give you a 15 or a 20 pound steel mace. Just start doing a lot of swings, and you're just getting that rotational training in. And they noticed that they were able to help some of their athletes tighten up a little bit and plug up that leak. And you know, it was the only thing that they changed in their training. So it's anecdotal, of course, but. Most of this stuff is anecdotal anyway. If you right. think it worked and you're you're lifting better, then it's probably the thing that you you added in, right? Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I, I love that connection. I can see that totally relating. Another um, important factor is just body awareness in general. So yeah. once you start training with the mace, you really understand where you're cutting huh. corners short or you just, you know, start to recognize certain areas of the body that need improvement or are weak in certain ranges of motion. So, and that directly correlates with CrossFit. Like why are some skills a lot harder than others? Um, we start to recognize the differences in our bodies as soon as we start to incorporate that offset weight. That is an interesting thing, Paulina, because you're, you're pointing out CrossFitters who are really quite bodily aware to begin with, but you're pointing out that the steel mace could train them, train them, teach them, to be a little bit more body aware. Whoa, wait, hold on a second. What are we saying here? You know, but I think that what happens is they are training within the confines of their training. They're doing the same thing all the time. They develop movement patterns. Yes, they are aware of how they're hinging. Yes, they're aware of all these other movements. But when you implement a new tool that completely disrupts everything, it almost regresses you back right it almost you almost feel like a beginner and and now you have to kind of become body aware again is that does that explain it yeah, kind of? yeah. so so that's like that's kind of like magic in a way 
It definitely is. It's the magic of the mace. Yeah. But I do have to say that. So I haven't been training CrossFitters for, for a bit now. Mm -hmm. So at the start of this year in January, I took a trip out to Austin, Texas, and I got certified at Onnit for steel, steel Mace Flow. Yeah. And this was a system that completely opened up my perspective with what's possible in steel mace training. I was so used to programming very linear and rotational movements um, for, for my athletes. And as soon as I went to this certification, there were so many different movements, this brand new library that was introduced to me of what's possible. And it completely like shattered my idea of the steel mace is X, Y, and Z. And now it caught me so off guard that I came back to Chicago and I just wanted to share everything that I learned. But it took a little bit of time for me to process all the information, really break down how I wanted to continue teaching the steel mace, incorporating a little bit more flow adding in what I already knew and kind of make it my own. But it was, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, you know, that's one thing that I have yet to do in my life is to go down there and train, but I am steel mace flow trained um, through the, you know, the online system. Mm -hmm. And um, I've, co I've been working with and coached by various uh, other coaches and everything. The one thing for me though, is I've never really experienced Viking Ninja mm -hmm. and it's, it, there's just such a weird situation going on with that. And I know that's not even, that's not even on our level, right? That's, that's a whole other thing. But for anybody in the audience who doesn't know what we're talking about, there's Viking Ninja and there's Steel Mace Flow. Would you say Polina that they're the same thing? No. Okay. They're not the same thing because you just pointed that out that you had yeah. your world shattered when you went to steel mace flow. So they're not really the same thing, but there's a rift between the two. And some of the, a lot of people in Chicago are Viking Ninja. Cause I know Isak is from, from that area. Uh, Danny Cola, who's in, in, in Chicago. I don't, I think you hooked up yes. with him and trained with him, right? We yeah. He worked together and he's both. He, yes. He, experience both systems and yeah it's and he says the same thing right they're two different things and they could totally be happy together right of course it's like yes. it's like a married couple that can't get along exactly <laughs> like, like well come on you gotta get divorced to stay together pick one i have nothing but great things to say about both systems yeah. but from the bottom of my heart there needs to be some sort of like Let's bring together this community. If you have a mace in hands, this is such a special thing because the goal is to get more mace in hands. It doesn't matter right. if you train one system, Viking Ninja. It doesn't matter if you just train flow. They're equally as important and transformational for people. Yeah. And you're talking to a person that literally experienced that. Like I've talked to people who are only Viking Ninja and I've heard several things. And then I went over to the flow world and it was just, yeah, same exact thing. Feeling like there's no union mm -hmm. with, with the systems. Yeah. It's sad because so Very, yeah. you, you get into flow and you, like you said, you had everything shattered and, and you were like, oh my God, this is a whole other 
paradigm I'm entering. And so now you're just that much more well-equipped as a coach. So when you have a client come in, um, now I'm going to, we'll go back full circle. You're a CrossFitters, right? When they came to you and said, Hey, is that like recovery? I, I would think if you're talking about flow, you'd kind of get more toward recovery. Um, a little bit, not too much. I'm really, you know, stretching it. But now you as a coach, you can you can access both and you can work with people. Um, right. So, I mean, when you're training people, especially if you got somebody that's been around a while and they're kind of getting bored, you, you could pepper it with other stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, if someone came to me asking if it's recovery, I would ask them essentially, well, what what do you want from the mace? What type of feeling do you want to feel after a session working with the mace? And if they had like no idea what it felt like in the first place, I would take them through, you know, your typical landmarks and movements and then start to connect a few movements and showcase a flow. And then we would do that together for a while and have them experience flow and what that felt like. And then of course, at the end of the session, it's very easy to do like a decompression with the mace. Yeah. Kind of like, uh, you know, a combination of flow, steel mace yoga, all the things together. So now do you, um, I have very little sense of the Viking ninja community. I got to tell you, I, I, Paulina, Isik, <laughs> Isik doesn't even, I'm, I think I'm blocked. And Me it's too. Oh, <laughs> I recently figured that out too. And it kind of, I oh. mean, I was. Why? Because I was, you, because you went to on it? I was his student for almost three years and I got blocked. So, yeah. And yeah. I didn't, I, I had no intention of even saying anything, you know? Yeah. I, I, me neither. This, right. this is very uh, organic here, you know? Yeah. I and, mean, and I, I don't want to get into politics, but the thing is, is uh, they're both sensitive guys. Hugely. Leo and music. It's such. A meaningful practice. Yeah, right? they both everyone. got amazing thing. Yeah, yeah. Like they've they've created something that's so out there and different, and they both want to be accepted. I mean, all of us want to be accepted, right? When it comes to the steel mace, I want to show you how magical this tool is, and kind of hurts my heart when people assume things about it or mm -hmm. kind of look at you like you're crazy training with this tool. Yeah. Um. But it's because they're so passionate about it that there's a lot of tension there. Yes, yes, that's a very good point. It's very human. They're, they're humans, and it's it could easily happen to me and you, Paulina. It could have been the same situation, and we'd be like warring factions or whatever. But um, being like blocked and stuff is just—it's so odd because I would love to have Issa come on the podcast and just rap with him about training yeah. i mean the guy wrote a book i i read it Me i too. thought it was yeah it was a good book um i hear he's you know he's got you know some martial arts background and stuff like that and i love that about steel mace i love the fact that it's mm -hmm. it's got a little bit of that in it because like you know i grew up on that stuff i was always a wannabe kung fu dude and and so now when i do an uppercut i'm like oh, man i'm doing like a martial art thing right now you know and it yeah it feels good and it's all good to me and it's and it's a lot of fun so you would recommend to other people viking ninja as well as you would recommend steel mace flow in fact 100%. two different purposes right two different purposes it's what's your intention with if you want to get certified why 
what type of movements are you looking at? What type of community do you want to be a part of? Of course, whether or not, you know, you choose a certification, if you have a mace in hand and you're interested, like you are going to be accepted by other people that train mace. Um, but yeah, those are the questions like how, what type of coaching are you interested in? Cause I do have to say steel mace flow has really challenged my coaching abilities. There are a lot of different terms, yeah. a lot of different transitional terms too, of like how to get here from point A to point B being very clear and concise, the less words, the better. And yeah, of course I still trip up on my words because I could just keep talking about the movements because they're so complex and cool. Yeah. Um, and I, I nerd out when I teach, I definitely like want to talk people's ears off, but at the end of the day, I know that we're just here to work and, and flow and feel the movements. Yeah, this is a good point, Paul. You know, I'm glad you brought it up because again, we're talking about how to be a better coach here. Right. So yes, I've encountered this. Um, when I st first started teaching Steel Maze Flow, I, I got very frustrated because um, I was getting technical with people when they didn't want it want to be technical they just wanted to work out but they were stuck and you would think like oh this transition's not a big deal i could do it i've seen this person do it and then all of a sudden they can't do it and you're like you're like what okay and you got to break things down so basic um so if you're a, a new steel mace flow coach what do you think is the best way to approach it you're new at it so you still have yet to learn how to teach it. And now you've got people coming in. You, you definitely want to make a good impression on them. You want them to get a, a good workout, but you don't want to overwhelm them. Mm -hmm. Where are we at with this? What's the best move according to you? Best move according to me. So teach what you know. I'm very good at the basics and preparation is key. So second is writing out your flow writing out the tiniest uh, transitional word or how you're going to deliver that cue is going to be essential and practicing it before you're in front of students or before you're in front of, you know, a virtual class or whatever platform you're teaching on. Those two things are huge. Uh, what else? I think slowly trickling in the, the steel maze flow portions. Like if you are new at steel maze flow, it can be a little, jarring like holy cow I have to teach like a full 10 movement flow no it can be three movements the point is for your students to feel flow and to to recognize these landmarks and movements because over time they're going to get better at it uh, when they can practice those repetitions all right yeah so yeah as they get better with it you'll see them getting better then you know you could challenge them more so, and I think like you said, you, 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 you teach the basics the best and, and, um, everything's the basics. That's the, if you yeah. lose sense of your basics and you become poor at teaching that because you're worried about all this other stuff, you're not really going to be training people properly. I mean, even in the fire department, we always train basics because it's always your basic fundamentals you're going to fall back on. Mm -hmm. So I don't think there, you know, I think that's, where most people are at anyway coming through the door right you're right. it's very rare you're gonna get a person come in and say oh i'd like to try this and right away they want to be like blown away by some epic flow right exactly yeah and i i can also see a situation where someone's brand new and you try throwing this very complex flow at them because you as a coach feel like you need to showcase what yeah. stealing the flow is you need to show impress showcase 
impressed and like, how cool is this? Look what I can do. It's not about that. It's about your client. It's about your students yeah. meeting them where they're at when they come to you. Yeah. Do you think, do you think like, um, people do come in and, and maybe they did poking around at social media. So they've seen some cool stuff and they're like, I'm going to see if this person's even knows what they're doing. Do you think they're like sizing you up like that? And you want to see you like you, you do some daredevil stuff or no, don't put any serious stock in that. <laughs> I mean, I haven't experienced that yet. Uh, I think the, the most alpha question I've gotten is how heavy can I swing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cause that's like also a really fun question to ask and to answer and explore. Uh, I think honestly the heaviest was a quad God uh, one time. Yeah. I, I also, th there's one thing that I want to, you know, explore is my steel mace collection. I definitely want to invest in heavier maces right now. The heaviest that I have is 25. Um, but yeah, that's future. But as for the alpha questions or sizing me up, that's pretty much it. It's, oh, how heavy can you swing? But then, you know, once they pick up a 10 pound, they're like, holy shit, like a 25 pound mace. I'm like, yeah. But that's cool. that's only dudes asking you that, right? No. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I just had a question shot to me uh, over my YouTube channel. And a guy was like, I don't, I don't know if I should start with the 15 or the 20. <laughs> and, I, and I wrote back, no neither start with the 10 and then i was gonna leave it at that but then i was like if i do that he's just i had to explain like no you need to learn a technique and don't worry you'll get up to 15 and 20 and then you'll use the 10 as a warm-up and that way your joints are always nice so you don't hurt yourself and i think that probably would sit better with the all guys they're either starting with a 15 or a 20 and then they're like yeah i don't use that mm. <laughs> they learn their lesson right yeah so it's, it's really hard as a beginner uh, to do any substantial amounts of repetitions with a heavy steel mace because yes. you're just so fatigued that immediately form goes to trash. And then, yeah. It, yeah, it's like, why would I pick up that tool again? Yeah, especially guys, especially CrossFitters who are good at CrossFitting, but now they got to be humbled by this little itty bitty 10 pounder, right? Right. It's letting go of your ego. And I don't even like pay attention to the weights anymore. It's yeah. how smooth and how effortless can I move it? Yeah. I mean, uh, do you ever swing like a, a like the seven pound mace or the five pound mace at all? I do have a seven pounder. I've been meaning to it's great more with it. Yeah. Like yeah. practicing mills and then single arm 360s. Yeah. So arm stuff for me is the hardest. Arm stuff? Yeah. Single arm, just one side oh. at a time. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and how do you mean though? Is it, uh, in terms of just, uh, putting strain on joints or is it more, um, with the, uh, like the, the technical aspects, like just like keeping it smooth. Technical. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. then still at a point where one side will look a lot more clean and concise than the other side. Right. And for me, I mean, for, for all humans, we're asymmetrical. Like, we're not necessarily meant to be as strong on the right side as the left side. That's very – it's a hard point to get there. And also, our anatomy is not built the same on each side. Yeah. So, for me, yeah, it's just the visual of when I'm looking at myself training or flowing, I would want essentially the right side to look just as clean as the left side. So you're detecting, like, if you're watching in the mirror, you're like, ah, oh, my uh, my left is a little wonky. 
Yeah, a little now, wonky. I like to look in the mirror too. I guess we all do. But um, what if you didn't look in the mirror? Do you think that would help? It's still a feeling. It's still a feeling. I I can see it not being as noticeable, though. You could feel it, though. Feel it, though. Yes, yeah. yes. I, I, you know what? I well, I've been using a mace probably just as long as you, and uh, I use them all the time. And still to this day, I notice like something up with my left. But it's weird, Paulina, because sometimes people will be like, "Looks like you're better on your left than your right," and I'm like. But the left is the one that always feels or looks to me odd. So I don't know what's going on with that. I do believe, though, that ever since I started using mace by, you know, switching off left and right, I've gotten better with my, uh, like, my central nervous system. Mm. You know? I, I think I'm just moving better. My left feels less inferior than my right side. Mm. I love that. And same. Yeah. Same yeah. Here. A lot more body aware. And yeah, like I like I had I just had mentioned is being able to feel if a movement feels off. Before the mace, it was really easy for me to ignore those bodily cues. But now immediately when something's off, and usually typically with the mace training, I'll be able to recognize that pretty fast. Yeah, right. That's that's awesome stuff. Mm -hmm. So, Paulina, where um, where can people find you? And your stuff on YouTube is on Set for Set, or do you also have a YouTube channel? I have a YouTube channel that I don't post content to. Okay. So right. all the content we want is on Set for Set's YouTube channel. Correct. On my YouTube channel, I think there is around maybe 50 videos of individual exercises and they're like vintage videos. They're from three years ago. If you wanted to take a look. Oh. Yeah. And I should have looked at that before I so did the podcast funny. with you. Yeah. So I, I look a little different. I move a little different. So that's always great to, to look back at that. Yeah. Um, the bulk of my content is on set for sets YouTube page wh where you're going to see the full length, uh, workouts, yes. explanations, some right. videos are up to an hour. So you get some great content and you can actually like, you know, shuffle forward, shuffle backwards, uh, watch it as many times as you need to. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, you could, people can follow right along, work out with you. And, um, and then you have like discount codes to buy maces. I saw on your Instagram and stuff. So everybody yeah. go to the, uh, at w the warrior of steel, and in the drop down the links, the link tree, look in there and, um, you know, you can see your, uh, your, your, you got your discount codes and everything yeah. and, um, your training in Chicago out of where? Out of the outdoors. So right now yes. I took the summer off. So I no longer work in the CrossFit gym. I'm looking for facilities that want to start implementing steel mace training. Um, but I did a lot of pop-ups this summer. So if you follow me on Instagram, you'll be up to date of where to train with me in person in Chicago. So lots of pop-ups planned for the future. Also, another platform that you can follow me on is Ensemble. On the Ensemble account, I'll be posting live workouts that you can join and then also i'll have a lot of on-demand content that you'll be able to watch through there too oh that's terrific yeah i mean that's I, I think uh steel mace training is terrific going over the internet doing it on video it it 
it just works. It really does. I don't know why. I don't care what, why it does. It just does. I've trained a lot of clients on Zoom calls, and it always went well. It, it, it's amazing, really. You know, and it does. Um, it does give people access to new coaches all around the world. So it doesn't matter where you are. You could hook up with Paulina. You could train with her. But anybody who's in Chicago should definitely be hooking up and saying, "Hey, Paulina, I want to train with you, Thank and you. let's get together." So yeah, I had I had someone reach out. Um, great client. He reached out to me through. Uh, watching my separate set video and he realized like that we're both in Chicago so I visited his home gym um, that's also an option if anyone yep. wanted me to come visit you know their home gym could definitely set that up awesome Paulina Carries, thank you for coming on the podcast you're always welcome to come back talk about any other topics that you want to talk about too but it doesn't always have to be about steel mace but right. we know we like to really nerd out over that stuff so why not a little steel mace thank you thank you everybody for tuning in to another episode check out paulina and uh make, make sure you also check out steelmacenation.com all right everybody see you at the next one bye thank paulina you, thank you so much bye take care bye